episode number four, The Ten Keys to Abundance and Prosperity with Transformational Coach Chris Lee. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you so you can live Life Amplified. There's an ancient Persian proverb which says, I cursed the fact I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet. Here in the United States, it is Thanksgiving week. It is a time where people really commit one day at least out of the year to living in gratitude and giving thanks for the blessings in their life. So this Thursday, you'll probably carve up the turkey or if you're a vegan, you'll cut up some tofu turkey. I don't know how you all do that, but you'll go around the table and you'll acknowledge the good things in your life. And isn't it funny that by Friday morning, you're at the mall starting your holiday shopping, and then all of a sudden, all you feel is lack. There's not enough money in the account to buy the gifts you want, or you're getting in a fight with some guy at Walmart over a $12 waffle iron. You know, it's easy to lose sight of how blessed and abundant we truly are. And that's why I wanted to talk to today's guest. Chris Lee is a transformational coach and TV personality who spent nearly three decades traveling the world, teaching and empowering people, including world business leaders and Hollywood celebrities, to live an extraordinary life. If you've ever listened to Lewis Howes' podcast, The School of Greatness, you'll recognize Chris. He is the most frequent guest in the history of that show, and I felt so lucky and blessed to spend an afternoon with him at his beautiful home in Miami Beach, Florida. Among the topics that we discussed in this wide-ranging conversation are what is abundance and how does it differ from prosperity? We talk about the 10 life-changing principles of abundance that are essential to success in every area of your life. We'll talk about the one thing every person must do before they can create abundance. What Hollywood's recent sex scandals can teach us about an abundance mindset, how to shift and inject positive energy into your goals and dreams while also clearing the negative energy which blocks you from your biggest goals. And we'll also discuss the right way to use visualization and affirmation to achieve anything you want. Chris is just an electric human being. I can't wait to introduce you to him. Before we jump into the interview, from my heart to yours, a sincere thank you for the support over the last week. We just launched this podcast seven days ago, and quite honestly, the biggest vision that I had was to maybe get just enough downloads when we made Apple's new and noteworthy podcast list. And thank you to your support, not just here in the U.S., but my friends overseas, India, the UK, Australia, people all over the world checking out the podcast. You made us number one in self-help on Apple. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of this community. If you love the show, follow us on the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you are so moved to do so, we would love for you to leave a review or a rating. In the meantime, strap yourself in. This is the perfect conversation to have for Thanksgiving. The 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity with Motivational Trainer Chris Lee. 
is so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me in your beautiful home. Thank you for coming. It's an honor to have you here. I'm always inspired by people that want to inspire people. So for me, it's an honor. I'm, I'm humbled by the feedback that you've given me about the podcast I have done in the past. Yeah. And I'm excited about collaborating with you on this one. And I'll share the story with the listeners. Uh, you know, there was a time when I was in that in-between, leaving corporate America, trying to figure out who I was because my whole life had been based on what I did. So trying to find this identity, launching a coaching business, going through the struggles of entrepreneurship, watching the savings account gradually get lower every month and struggling with this idea of abundance, prosperity. And there were so many mornings on the treadmill at the gym where I was listening to your work and I was like, this guy is getting me through it. Like this guy is next level. So I, I want to totally dive in and I want everybody to go pick up the book, 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. It's available at Amazon. The word abundance sounds great, it's a flowery phrase, but then at the end of the day, it's just like, what is it? Yeah, a lot of people think of abundance as having a lot of money or a lot of cars, a lot of content, a lot of results. They think having abundance is having a bank account that has numbers in it and lots of zeros. Mm -hmm. What people don't realize is that abundance is an attitude, a state of consciousness, it's a mindset, a belief, it's a way of thinking that will lead to that six-figure income, that will lead to the house of your dreams, that will lead to the business being developed in, a, in the biggest way possible, that will lead to the results that you want. But a lot of people confuse prosperity with abundance and abundance with prosperity, and it's important that, that the listeners understand the difference because when we collapse definitions we don't have a something to go towards and so authentic abundance and true abundance is really it's an attitude of gratitude it's when i count my blessings you know you hear it so many times from our grandparents and our school teachers and there's something to it when you count your blessings you multiply your blessings so when you're able to really highlight what's working, what is great about you, what qualities you have that would never be for sale, that even if somebody offered you a million dollars and you were able to sell a quality, would you do it? Like you would never smile again for the rest of your life for a million dollars. Would you stay that way? Your eyesight, is that for sale? The ability to walk, the ability to hear, that you could even hear this podcast. The ability to make choice, just choice alone. There are places on the planet that don't have a choice. So abundance is really about gratitude. It's about being clear that you already are abundant. Every single person listening to this is abundant. And it's only when I step into negativity and a scarcity mindset, mm. which is I don't have enough, I'm not enough, you know, focusing on what I don't have, what I haven't accomplished, I'm overweight, I'm broke, I don't have a house, I don't have a girlfriend. I will admit to this right now. <laughs> I will come out and say that I'm in a way that I was guilty of this just this morning. So I have this email list, I'm constantly putting out training materials, inspiring people, and I'll go in and look at the reports to see how many people opened up the email, and I'll have, you know, a thousand people that consume the content, and it's great three people will have unsubscribed from the list 
And I did it this morning. I'm like, well, who were the three people that unsubscribed? Oh, my God. What did I do? Did I say something wrong? And then I was like, Dan, whoa, you're going to record a podcast today about abundance. What are you doing? Right, but that's an automatic behavior. That's called yeah. I call those rackets. Rackets are survival mechanisms. Yeah. And so we go to them because we want to protect ourselves. We want to look good. We want to be in control. We want to be mm. liked. We mm. want to be loved. And so we're always looking at what we're not. And society does that to us because what happens is through media, through social media, through you know television, radio, there's a constant bombardment of an offer. Think about it. Whenever you click onto Instagram, you will see a constant bombardment of something being offered, whether it's a self-help course or a fit course or this course, or and you need this to feel this. And I have news for you. No. Yeah. You don't need anything to feel anything. You could feel whatever you want to feel now. You could be happy now, successful now, joyful now, because your way of being is not tied into a result. And so as a society, we put so much energy on people having things that when we don't have them, we think there's something wrong with us. So we're always in the comparison game. Someone else has more followers than I do. Someone else has more likes than I do. Someone else has more money than I do. He's got a better watch than I do. And so that is scarcity. And so to understand abundance, you got to understand scarcity. Scarcity is the conversation of I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough love. There's not enough light, not enough me, not enough you, not enough period. And so I'm always seeing the glass half empty. Like it's always empty. It's always going to be empty. There's never going to be enough. And I'm talking about, I've coached billionaires that think this. Unreal. People that make billions that are like, no, but the taxes and the this and the that, and I got to save this money and I got to, I'm like, excuse me. So abundance is really not about having or a circumstance. Yeah. There's abundance and there's scarcity. The abundant conversation is completely different. It's a conversation called, I am enough. I have enough. I will always have enough. There's plenty, plenty of me, plenty of you, plenty of us. And by focusing on what is working, by focusing on the blessings, by expressing that gratitude, when you are grateful people, Life will give you more to be grateful for. That's one of my favorite quotes, that when I live in gratitude, life will give me more to be grateful for. And what that means is if you highlight every single thing working for you, it will outweigh what doesn't work by a landslide. And another thing I want to say is we are all billionaires already and we don't know it. Because when you die, what do you bring with you? No, you don't own any of it at the end of the day. You don't own the Tesla. You don't own the bank account. You don't no. own the home. The Grammy Award stays behind. Yeah. The Oscar stays behind. The car stays behind. Your bank account stays behind. So at the end of the day, what really mattered is how you enjoyed this short journey called life and how many hearts did you touch along the way? How many people? That's true abundance. Somebody who is generous. Scarcity is someone who's stingy. And so we are abundant already, but we got to tap into that consciousness. Such a powerful lesson, especially if somebody is a parent listening right now. I saw a study. I think they took 1,300 school kids, 10 years old and younger, and they asked them, what do you want to be when you grow up? 22% of them said they want to be rich. 
19% said they want to be famous. So we got this culture where we're raising young people yes. to value celebrity over service. And that blows my mind. But Well, we're valuing having over being, mm. which is a bigger context. Yes. Having yes. over being. It's not I want to be the most loving man in the world. I want to be the most the happiest woman in the world. I want to be the most generous being in the world. This I want to have a billion dollars. I was part of that. I grew up thinking that we were not enough because we were immigrant family that went, you know, my, my background is Russian and European and, you know, went from Europe to United States and then from United States to Puerto Rico, go figure. So I grew up in San Juan, Puerto Rico being a American, Russian, Jewish family in a Latino Catholic culture. So you can imagine, you know, just the <laughs> joy of having, you know, being bullied my whole life. Yeah. And I always thought that my goal was to be rich until I started seeing rich people so miserable. I mean, look at Hollywood right now. Well, Every look, oh story that's coming out of Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein, now Kevin Spacey, people who are enormously prosperous, but are they abundant? They're not abundant. And, you know, you could have an Academy Award. You can have a million dollars. You could have all of the goals that people dream of and still be a miserable person because your joy is not attached to a result. And that goes vice versa. If you lose everything, you could still choose to be joyful. So having is not the goal, people. If you want to be abundant, it's being. Now, I'm all for having it all, by the way. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't just coach my people on lighting a candle and being. <laughs> <laughs> I do coach my people on being and generating the ways of being of abundant person mm -hmm. because that creates what I call frequency. Mm. Frequency is the energy you produce wherever you go if you notice from the time i saw you down there i greeted you i greeted the person at the front desk i said hello to somebody going by the person in the elevator i started a conversation with them you know the person at the store where we went to get water who didn't even say hello to me didn't even answer me i'm like hello yeah. hi and she ignored me and i kept saying hello have a nice day you know that's me all the time yeah i'm clear that my frequency is not negotiable and so I choose a positive, abundant frequency, which is a frequency of, a, of gratitude and a frequency of generosity. When you come from gratitude, being thankful for what you have and counting your blessings and generosity, meaning I'm going to give, I'm going I'm to contribute that to other people, then that opens the door to an abundant lifestyle now prosperity which we haven't talked about is the byproduct mm -hmm. and i'm all about byproducts and you know when you when frequency creates results and so if your results are not there then there's something off with your frequency and there's something off with your frequencies because you have a limiting belief or you have scarcity conversations that you're obsessing over. That I'm not enough, that I'm not worthy, that mom and dad didn't love me the way I wanted. And that... notice the word I use, obsessive over. Yeah. It's not that we think I'm not enough. No, 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 no. You're obsessed with I'm not enough. It's not that I think I can't trust people. You are paranoid and obsessed because our beliefs become our obsession. We become obsessed about it. 
And when you shift that obsession into an obsession of I am enough, I matter, I'm beautiful, I can trust people, just because 10 people let me down doesn't mean that 1 billion will, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then, then I start shifting the frequency. And by shifting into a consciousness of abundance, then I can implement what I call the 10 keys to abundance and prosperity. And these 10 keys are foolproof. It's like, I'm telling you, Lewis Howes is my perfect student. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like an example of somebody who came into my life uh, in one of my seminars. I had no idea who he was at that point. Most people didn't know who he was. And for those of you listening that don't know who Lewis Howes is, he's a lifestyle entrepreneur who has one of the most successful podcasts in the country. And also who's got now, he's on his second New York Times bestseller because I'm declaring as his coach. <laughs> it's not it official there. yet yeah. that The Mask of Masculinity by Lewis Howes, coached by Chris Lee, will be <laughs> another New York Times bestseller. And I'll tell you, it's an interesting story of how he got to the first one was because he was obsessed with it being a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. And I said that it will never be one. You cannot be obsessed with the result. You got to be obsessed with the being. So how will you be in every interview and every interaction that will generate what frequency will generate that result? And I said, Lewis, you got to be the king of generosity, the king of love, the king of joy, the king of giving. You become the king of that with this book. It'll be a bestseller. And long and behold, it debut number three on the New York Times bestseller list. And he calls me crying like out of his body, like, oh, my God, this really works. And not only that, his podcast went from 100,000, 200,000 downloads to 3 million downloads yeah. a month. You know, his he was alone and, and, and not, you know, he was like dating a lot of people. And now he's, you know, created his soulmate. Yeah. And a lot of things, you know, just financially through the roof, everything, you know, got on the Ellen show. I coached him to get there, got on, you know, Good Morning America. Um, he's just doing great. Because he's been applying and being the principles of a month's prosperity. And for those of you, and yes, I'm going to plug my book. Yeah. That buy my book. <laughs> Amazon.com. It's called Transform Your Life, 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. And you could find it on Amazon.com. Or you could get it on my Instagram page, which is at Chris Motivador in Spanish. Because I have an international audience. So Motivador is like a motivator with a D, motivador. And you click on the link for the book. But uh, these 10 principles are absolutely uh, valuable because they will make a massive impact in your life. And I'm excited about sharing that with your audience. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, we, we briefly touched on the first one, but let's get into the idea of giving because so many of us are obsessed over what we're getting from the world. Social media likes, Hearts on Instagram, money. Right, which it, which goes back to my point with Lewis that he was thinking about getting, meaning prosperity, with his book, and I coached him on actually giving, being a giver. And basically what the principle of giving, which is the first principle, is having a conversation within yourself, what can I contribute moment to moment to moment? Most people, let's face it, are takers. Mm. Takers are, I'll give if there's something in it for me. I'll give if I like you. I'll give if you're connected to somebody. I'll give if I feel like it. And so giving, a lot of people think it's about giving money or giving uh, something material. But the biggest giving is giving love. 
giving a hug. A compliment. A compliment. An acknowledgement. Thank you. Notice I acknowledged you right from the beginning. I'm like, thank you. I'm honored. I'm humbled to be with you. Being that person that people feel comfortable around. That when you walk into the room, you look into people's eyes. That when you walk in the room, you're sitting up straight. That you're connected. That you're engaged. Your body language. Your body language reveals whether you're a giver or a taker. When you're folded, arm folded, looking down, and you're in closed body position, you go into places, and you, you're barely there, your, your body even says, we're closed. you mm. got to be open and generous. And when you're giving, what you end up creating is a ripple effect. And in order to give, once again, you got to be aware of what are your gifts. You can't give if you don't have a gift. And so most people are so hard on themselves and part of the exercises that, that I have, and by the way, the book has a series of exercises that you do to reinforce each principle, but one of the exercises I have people write a list of 10 of their greatest accomplishments. Like what are their biggest accomplishments? Why? Because as I develop my self-worth, I'm able to give more abundantly mm. because if I'm not worth anything, I'm not going to smile. Why would I smile? I'm, I'm worthless. As you elevate your self-worth, then what you have to give is more. So as you think about, like most people don't do that. They don't toot their own horn, you know, unless they're arrogant and they're trying to build themselves up to be something they're not. And a lot of people grew up in a home where you were encouraged not to. That, exactly. you know, somehow you have to dim your light because you don't want to upset other people or make them feel inferior. That is a big thing I see with and people. And that's why my the 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 point in giving that I want to make is you want to acknowledge what are the things that you've accomplished that you're proud of. You want to acknowledge what are your top 10 skills and talents. You know, and I invite people to actually do that. Like get out paper and pen or do it on your iPad, your computer, and make a list of your top 10 accomplishments. What are the top 10 things that you're proud of? I'm, gra I'm proud I graduated college. Yeah. I'm proud I wrote a book. I'm proud that I've been able to travel the world and make a difference. I'm proud that I've become a loving man. So these are things I'm proud of. And why is it important to highlight that? Because that allows me to give more. Mm. So tell me something like, what's your biggest accomplishment you're proud of? Biggest accomplishment most recently is I walked away from corporate America. I stopped being a person who was consuming my value from the world in the form of salary, experiences, homes, and I've become a person of contribution. That's amazing. That's great. And you took a risk. Yes. And you yes. risked your livelihood. You risked stability. And you risked something guaranteed into the unknown. That's amazing. And that's where magic happens. Totally. And that's what I did. I did that. I shared that with my mm -hmm. career. I was very comfortable making a six-figure income with this company that flew me around the world, that paid for everything. And, you know, I risked and I almost went bankrupt, but I, I stood my ground. I kept being abundant and, pros and, and showing up abundant. And prosperity, little by little, started trickling in into massive prosperity. So giving is about acknowledging your gifts and uh, also your talents. You know, what, what are some of your top talents? What are the some of your biggest attributes? Like, for example, I'm really good at singing or I'm good at uh, organizing parties. I'm good at traveling. I'm, what are you good at? You know, and uh, like what's, what, what's one of your biggest talents that you would say? Uh, writing, communicating, speaking. Beautiful. And connecting. That's, and that's a gift. Yeah. And you want to highlight that. And another area that you want to look at is your way of being. Are you loving? Are you caring? Are you giving? Those are qualities that are priceless. 
And I can tell you that my top qualities, at least three of them, is I'm passionate, I'm generous, and I'm loving. Those are three things that I think that are priceless that you could offer me a million dollars, I wouldn't give them to you. What are three of your biggest qualities that you would say that people that know you well would describe that are amazing traits about you? Sense of service. Okay, so you're, you're giving. Yeah, uh, empathy. You know how to put yourself in people's shoes. I keep a, an iPhone alarm that goes off three times a day, and it has the three words that I want to be in the world every day. Mine were authentic, aligned, that my actions are aligned with my beliefs, my values, uh-huh. and light, just a source of light when I Well, encounter that's my people. experience of you, so you're, you're actually doing it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're already in abundance. And so by highlighting the gifts and highlighting your qualities and highlighting the things that you're proud of, what that does, it elevates your self-worth. It elevates your self-esteem. So you can't wait to give. And so by giving and stepping into what I call the giving flow, you are energized, you are empowered, and you're ready to move on to the next principle. I will say you can't give to other people what you don't have yourself. Right. So it's important that that sense of giving starts with you, giving yourself acknowledgement, credit, yeah. before you can show up and take care of others. If you don't acknowledge your gifts and your own self-value, you can't see value in other people. Mm. And so another principle and the next principle that I think is also important because it, it keeps us fresh and alive and present because you can't create abundance and prosperity without being present is letting go. And what I mean by letting go is letting go of limiting beliefs, letting go of toxic relationships, mm, yeah. letting go of anything that's cluttering your house, cluttering your finances, letting go of things that take up space. For example, in, in a relationship, some people might be hanging on to a relationship because they don't want to be alone, but you're never going to create the relationship what you want, the relationship that you dream of or that you want as long as you're hanging on to that one relationship. And I could tell you probably 25 different times I've coached people where they actually let go of that toxic relationship and within months, dream relationship had room to come into. We occupy time and space. We move around in life. We navigate through time and space. And when you have things in your space that are consuming your energy, it drains you from really being able to create an abundant and prosperous life. For example, if I have anything I'm mad about, that will undermine my, my abundance and prosperity. Mm-hmm. So letting go is also about forgiveness. Tough one for people. Forgiving yourself, mm-hmm. which is the toughest yeah, one. Absolutely, yes. Because you got the record on you. <laughs> yeah. Like you could fool me, you could fool other people, you don't fool you. Because you were there. Mm-hmm. And so, and notice that when you're having a problem in your life, you happen to be there too. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So Taylor Swift syndrome. <laughs> Taylor Swift writes all these songs about every bad relationship. I'm and, like, and who's the common denominator? Yeah. It's uh, you. You were the one who was there for all of it. For all of it. I'm exactly. You, Taylor. So letting go is about letting go of negative energy, letting go of toxic relationships, letting go of limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Letting go of anything that's in between you and total peace. I mean, when you think about it, it's a law of physics that no two objects can occupy the same space at the same time. 
You can't create a soulmate relationship when you're hanging on to a toxic relationship. You can't claim abundance. You can't create it if your mindset is focused on everything that sucks and everything that's missing in your life. Yeah, and it's also physics that energy attracts energy. And so if the energy is that in your space, for example, you've got a house and it's dirty, then you're not going to attract cleanliness because you're just going to attract more dirt. Letting go of any clutter or anything that doesn't line up with what I say matters to me makes a big difference because it allows me to put my energy towards what I do want. As long as you have something you don't want in your space, your energy goes there. As you remove what you don't want from your space, whether it's a belief or a thing, it's kind of like if you got knots in your back, ignoring them is not going to make your back feel better. Yeah. You need to confront and deal with those knots, get a good massage or go to a chiropractor and let them zero in on that and let it go. And how does it feel when you let it go? Amazing. Oh, you feel like brand new. How important is the concept of faith when it comes to letting go? Because I think a lot of people will hang on. They hang on to the job, the career that they should have left four years ago. They're hanging on to the relationship because they just don't believe that something else is out there for them, that there's not a next level. So does letting go in faith, is that intertwined? Yeah, I think it's, I think it has to do with vision more than anything. I think it has to do with when you're clear about what your vision is, your why, which Mm. I talk about a lot in, in podcasts, like what my purpose is. So if my vision, going back to what we're talking about, if my vision is to be abundant and prosperous, then clearly whatever's not that is gonna show up and having faith that I absolutely can have an abundant and prosperous life. I absolutely can have what I want and I deserve what I want and I will manifest what I want and I've got total faith in my ability to manifest it. And so, yeah, it takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of conviction and it also takes self-respect. A lot of people, when they don't respect themselves, they hang on to limiting beliefs. When they don't respect themselves, they hang on to jobs that are unworthy of them and that don't treat them like they deserve to be treated. When they don't respect themselves, they're in a relationship that's abusive. And as you start realizing, I am a gem, I am a diamond, I am valuable, I am abundant, and I have total faith that living this way will bring what I, re- what I really want, then letting go becomes easier. And it's self-respect for a reason, because you're not going to get it from a partner. You're not going to get it from a new job title, a pay raise. It comes down to a quote that I use a lot. Self-worth equals net worth. And it's so funny. I mean, if I'm thinking back on my life, part of this is probably the home I grew up in. I think it was, and this happens for other people, it's reversed, that the net worth equals the self-worth. Right. It's the other way around, which is why I've turned it around. I think letting go mostly is about energy. It's about letting go toxic energy. And so if I'm pissed at anybody, if you're upset with anybody, if you don't let that go, not only is it going to affect your prosperity, it affects your health. Yeah, it kills your immune system. It kills your immune system. It kills your joy. It, you become toxic for people around you because you're on edge. You're what's called tilted. You're on tilt. Yeah. You know, you're just, you know, you're, you don't think smart and then you attract more problems. And so that's why I talk about, I want to go back to forgiveness. Forgiveness is about letting go of that energy that is consuming you. This is not about who's right. So yes, she cheated on you. Yes, he cheated on you. Yes, your business partner scammed you. Yes, your father was 
fill in the blank. Your mother was fill in the blank. Yes, you were wronged. You know, you could be mad at the politicians, at the president, at the, you know, at the Democrats, at the, at the Republicans, at, but that's not going to solve your problem. Blame gives you nothing at the end of the day. So forgiveness is really about giving up being right and making a choice to let go of that negative energy. And it's not about whether the other person deserves it. I don't care if you deserve it, but if I don't forgive the person who cheated on me, in my case, I had somebody I was madly in love with and gave my life to, like cheat on me repeatedly and then deny it. And when I realized it was happening, my mind was, I'm going to have that person in my emotional jail forever like i'm gonna hate them forever and i realized it was making me more miserable and affecting my other relationships totally and so i decided to forgive that person and i say this i forgive you and i'm free divorce is actually the catalyst that started me down a personal growth path and going through a divorce where there was a lot of betrayal and there was a lot i look back on that now it's not like i forgive for my ex's sake, you know, we don't speak anymore. It has nothing to do with your ex, but you got to forgive you for yourself because we also get, we define ourselves based on divorce. We define ourselves based on failure. But when you forgive yourself and you're like, look, I'm human. I made the choices I made and I get to learn from it and move forward. And forgiveness doesn't mean to let that person be in your life. You can say, I forgive you. There's the door or in some cases, forgiveness can mean a second chance. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in every case. I've been the one who's asked for a second chance. I'm sure we've all blown it somehow, and I've made good on it. So forgiveness is just an energetic choice to let go. And when I think about it, as angry as I was in the moment toward her, I was more angry at myself because I knew three months into that relationship, things didn't add up, that there were things that didn't feel right. So and you didn't I, trust yourself. I ignored my intuition, right. and I really cheated myself. Right, And right. that's what was the hardest part for me is knowing I invested all these years and feeling at the end like I, I knew this. Well, I the knew. good news in all this is you are elevated because of it. Absolutely. It turned you into the person you are today. You learn from it. And when you take responsibility, which we'll talk about that because that's a principle, it gives you a sense of power because you go, wait a minute, this is what I could learn from it and this is how I could have avoided it and this is what's serving me for the next time and for the future. My life literally transformed in 90 days after that incident. I lost almost 40 pounds. I found self-respect. I created a new job. I moved cross-country to a new city. Well, there you go. That's the value of letting go. Let's move on to the next principle. The third principle is, and there's no shortcut to this one, people, integrity. Integrity is live as your word. If I tell you I'm going to be there at 4.30, it's 4.30. Other than that, then we negotiate before 4.30. Hey, how about 4.45? Yeah. 4.45 works great for both of us. Okay. Versus blowing you off versus, oh, I'm stuck in traffic. I'll see you at six. This is at 445. Most people break their word. And I was one of those people that I kept my word when I felt like it, when it was convenient. And you cannot create abundance and prosperity when you're out of integrity. Out of integrity is when I don't do what I say and I don't mean what I say. So when I don't do what I say is I say I'm going to do X, I don't do it. I don't mean what I say is when I say something that's a lie. Mm. And so when you break your agreements and you break your word, self-worth automatically goes down. When you break your agreements and you break your word, credibility automatically goes down. 
and not only exterior credibility, but interior, which is the most important one because you stop believing in yourself. How many times have you started and broken a diet? How many times have you yeah. said, I'm going to go to the gym and then blew it off? How many times have you said, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and then didn't do, didn't do it? And how many times have you done that with other people? And how do you feel when people do that with you? So integrity is about living based on values and principles. And I have a whole thing about values and principles in the book where you actually establish what are my top values? And when you live a purpose-driven life, a value-driven life, a life of integrity, being a person that people could count on, that will do so much for abundance and prosperity. Because think about it, when you break your word, your energy is protecting it or defending it or lying about it or making a an excuse. At the end of the day, everything is energy. And all that, all that we're talking with you about mm -hmm. is how to channel the energy that you have into abundance and prosperity. I feel like this entire conversation here on integrity is the reason every male in Hollywood right now is like crapping their pants because of so many years of living out of integrity. Out and of integrity. It, it all has come to the light it, now. Well, look, because everything catches up to you sooner or later. We all have a double life in a sense. There's a this private life that people yeah. don't know about and a public one. Harvey Weinstein, a man who had everything except for abundance. He was in total scarcity, which is why he felt the need to continuously be a predator and go after these women because there was a hole in his heart that nothing would fill it. Coercing these women somehow proves I'm enough. Right, because I'm going to get an instant gratification in that moment that whenever somebody's looking, and that's part of the problem overall, is we all want instant gratification, especially nowadays. Mm. Everything is, I want it all now, right now. The problem is, is that you're not addressing the real issue. The real issue is not the circumstance of the instant gratification. The real issue is the emptiness you carry with you. That if, and it's scarcity. So if the well is always empty, no matter how much money goes into it, the well is empty. No matter how much sex I get, the well is empty. And so instead of pursuing outward results and outward goals, that's why the first key instrumental part of this is to do the inward work and to develop your heart. And that's what these 10 principles are about. These 10 principles really are focused, most of them, on inward experiences that will create an outward result. There's some that definitely, there's some principles that are about outward stuff, but it's about creating the environment within you of abundance so that you can manifest the prosperity which are the mm. goals, which are, you know, the health of your dreams, the relationship of your dreams, the business, the finances, the travel, all those things are completely attainable and achievable, and I'm all about them. But if you don't create the mindset of abundance, which is all that we're talking about in prosperity, then it's not going to happen. And so these people, when you're, when you don't have integrity, you are destroying prosperity and destroying, well, destroying abundance, which at the end of the day might lead to some prosperity, but you're going to sabotage it all. Look at Michael Jackson. Yeah. Look at Whitney Houston. Look at Aaron Hernandez. Oh, my God, yeah. It's case after case after case, people that have, 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 but they're not being, 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 being. So integrity is about crossing your T's, dotting your I's. Integrity is about paying your bills, paying your, your debts, 
you know, when you have debt and you're blowing it off, you're out of integrity. If you're late on your car payments, you're out of integrity. A lot of people are going to be hearing this going, oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to check my Credit Karma account while we talk about the <laughs> <laughs> while we talk about the next And principle. show it to me. Yeah, right. Let's move on to the, uh, I guess this would be principle number four. Visualization. Ah. Uh, which I love. This podcast right now and us sitting having this conversation is actually a result of visualization, my friend. You envisioned it. Well, A, I envisioned the podcast, you know, with working with my friends over with the Elvis Duran show. So that was all visualization. But then when it happened and it manifested, I started visualizing specific guests that I knew I needed to talk to and get that message out there. And you were one of them, actually. Wow. Well, yeah. here we are. Well, this apartment's a visualization. I envisioned my apartment on Miami Beach overlooking the harbor where I could see dolphins and I could see sailboats and I saw it before it even happened and this is before I had any money and I was like you know what I'm 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 gonna go after that and I'm gonna develop the mindset that will have me have this dream apartment and not only did I get the apartment I purchased three and it's a beautiful building by the way it's and the amazing building is amazing yeah. and I'm on the 26th floor overlooking the bay and I saw it before it happened so visualization is actually having a vision, having a clear-cut image of what you want in your life. And so my question to everybody on this podcast is a simple one. What is your vision for your life? So is this about vision boarding or is it simply a, a mental exercise that they can go through at night? Both. There's different things. One thing is some people just like to meditate on it and mm -hmm. think about it. So I recommend med meditation where you could actually just close your, and I actually do this every day, meditation. We could do a whole podcast on that. Meditation has all these, these health benefits, but they also support abundance because there's no limit to where your mind can go. And like Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. That's actually part of my routine every night. I journal. I write down five things I'm grateful for. I write down three to five things that I know I need to do the next day to keep me focused. And then I write down three to five things I'm looking to create in the next six months to a year. Beautiful. beautiful. And then I visualize that as being so as I'm falling asleep at night. You attract what you visualize. And so if you're always visualizing how life is horrible and how the relationship is going to end and how your job is horrible and how you hate your city, then you attract that. Which is why I tell my clients I never let them watch the news at night. Do not fall asleep watching CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. No, because you're, you're programming yourself. And so visualization is about as simple as creating a mental picture of the results that you want. This does not take rocket science, people. It's simple. You could do it for two minutes a day and get benefits from that. Part of that is visual is envisioning it. Part of it, for those of you that, that you know, I know a lot of people that when they close their eyes, they see nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's what they say to me. Like, Chris, I love the idea, but I see nothing when I close my eyes. It's black. I'm like, got it. And so one of the tools that I give them is to actually create a vision board, yeah. which is in the book as well. In the book, there's a whole structure of how to create a vision board which is what I call like a treasure map. And basically you get cardboard from your favorite stores and on that piece of cardboard or construction paper or science project paper, pick a color that inspires you. It could be white. It could be red. It could be blue. You're going to, you're going to get magazines that represent uh, different areas of your life. For example, lifestyle, travel, leisure, and different areas of the goals that you want to accomplish. For example, if you want to travel the world, then get a travel magazine. 
if you want to be a billionaire and you want to have you know private jets get a a, a jet magazine if you want to be in hollywood then get a, a magazine that has hollywood does anybody want to be in hollywood right now i think we've all sworn that yeah. dream off collectively <laughs> we're like we're good we're good well yeah some of some people might want to go there and change hollywood hello oh, beautiful we can make a difference and transform hollywood into a abundant and prosperous place i'm i'm all in uh, by the way i'm in hollywood yeah so i'm working with a lot of people from hollywood fantastic i work with people that are part of the people that are leading the charge in on all this abuse stuff i just think i i think collectively we're just seeing in every institution right now it seems like we're so so ready for a shift in our thinking and um, you're so right you're so the right church the political system my god i mean it's all coming it's to light at once i don't think the key is to stay away from any of these places i think it's to bring people like you and people like me and people like the people listening to us that can have a positive message and that can make an impact because, you know, we got to turn this around. Be the change you want to see. Right. So visualization is about envisioning. And I envision uh, my vision's always the same. And I know it sounds a little like Miss Universe, but mm -hmm. it's world peace. The difference between Miss Universe and me is I mean it. You know, I'm, I envision world peace and I see it every week in my seminars. I see people that are Republican and Democrat that they walk into the room and they see each other and they sit across the room from each other glaring. By the end of the workshop, they're hugging. Mm. I see people that are white and black that in the beginning might not even look at each other. By the end, they're hugging. I see people from all cultures, all religions. By the end of it, when we start dropping the mask, it creates unity. It's amazing. So, And that was a vision for me. My vision was to be able to travel the world and make a difference. And you know, as, as a child, I always wanted to make a difference. Just didn't know how. Visualization is number four. That brings us to the fifth. The fifth principle is affirmation. Affirmation is affirming something is so. Affirmation is words. Like, you know how you have your three words? Mm -hmm. Those are three affirmations, by the way, mm -hmm. that you use every single day that key you into, that inspire you into what you want to be and what you want to create and what you want to give. So for the person who's listening right now, because we're all familiar with positive affirmations and positive thoughts, but I know there were many times early in my personal growth, and there's still times where you're sitting there, you're like, I am abundant, I am love, I am joy. And then that little voice in the back of your head is like, screw you, Mason. No, you're not. No, you're not enough. You've, how do you handle that when that voice of doubt kicks well, in? Well, those are more affirmations. Yeah. There's affirmations, not just positive. When you say something negative, you're affirming it. Mm, it's true. So life is really a battle of negative and positive. And so you've got negative affirmations that say, screw you, dream on, you're never going to be a billionaire, you're never going to be rich, you're never going to be loved, you're never going to be liked. And then you have positive affirmations that need to replace the negative ones. And so part of what will help you in interrupting that screw you, Mason, is writing down positive sentences, not just a word. Mm. I'm not that. So for example, we have negative affirmations that affirm what we're not. And so there's many times that I'll think I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm stupid. And in the moment that that comes up, what I say to myself is next. And what that means is it triggers my mind to move on to the next thought mm. because your brain could only hold on to one thought at a time. Yeah. That's scientifically proven. So you hang on to one thought at a time. You can't think of two things at the same time. And so what you'll do is you, when you say next, you're shifting it to another conversation. And if you've got affirmations that you've written down that you've memorized, 
then you can use them as anchors into possibility. Negative affirmations are anchors into negativity and anchors into limitations. So my affirmation, my private affirmation, one that I created in a workshop is I am a powerful, passionate, free man. That's my affirmation. And that affirmation will shift my energy every time I use it. And so it's not just about writing three words, put it into a sentence. Mm -hmm. So it's not love, caring, freedom. No, I am. Like I am. There's so much power to I am. Because when you're saying I, you're centering in you. Mm -hmm. Am is the present. It's not I will be. It's not I want to be. It's not I hope to be. It's not when Mars and Jupiter line up I'll be. No, I am. Like I am is powerful. And many times we say I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. I'm this. I'm that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Stop next. And And if I say next and I go into an affirmation of I am a powerful passionate free man it shifts my energy and the power of affirmations is what you think about you attract and what you think about expands so if you're thinking that you're not and you can't and you won't that expands it's like a snowball effect that's the nature of thought what you think about expands and so when you shift it into i am a caring loving unstoppable being or man then that expands Basically, it's putting words together that speak into the result that you want. And so there are affirmations on self-beliefs and on happiness and affirmations on expression and abundance. And so a few examples of affirmations. So on happiness, I deserve to be happy and I am. It's Mm -hmm. as simple as that. I deserve to be happy and I am. And so when I stand and I deserve to be happy and I am, then basically I'm attracting happiness. Happiness is a choice I make moment to moment, mm. you know. So basically it's as simple as, and I recommend people writing their own affirmations. Pick the words that represent what you want. Put them together in a sentence. That's an affirmation. Love it. So tell me an affirmation that you could think of right now about yourself. I fully accept myself and everyone I meet. Beautiful. Acceptance is a big one that I'm working on right now. Those of you that want to have money in your life, I embrace money and attract more of it. I bring authenticity into all my relationships. Yeah. So affirmation, very important to uh, incorporate into that mindset and uh, into the frequency of abundance. And does that tie into the next principle that we're talking about right now? Because it seems like they just sort of dovetail nicely. Beautifully, one after the other, declaration. Declaration is not just visualizing, not just affirming, but actually writing down the goals that you want, writing down where you see yourself. So one thing, an exercise I like to do is, you know, today is X date and then add 10 years to it. So, for example, the date today is Friday, November 3rd, when we're recording this. may not be the date you hear it, but it's the day that we're recording it. 2017, let's imagine now that that today is Friday, November 3rd, 2027. So, 10 years from now. What are the top two results that you want to celebrate in 10 years? Uh, I will be living in my beautiful Zen home. On so the, not I will. I, 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 am. I am. Oh, very good. I am living in my beautiful Zen home on the water in La Jolla, California, where I get to coach my VIP clients from my rooftop deck as I look out at the water. 
uh, and that I have created media of all forms that inspire 10 million people to uplevel their life and connect with their bigger purpose. Beautiful. So what you would do in the, that's a declaration. And what you want to do is you want to write it down and write it down in detail and write down something that I learned from Oprah, write down how you feel about it. So not just that you're writing down the result, but how does that feel? So how does that feel? Feels freaking incredible. <laughs> that would that would feel there would be an amazing sense of pride. There would be a sense of peace being able to live on the water and look out at the ocean. There would be a sense of serenity. It would be a great sense of love and connection. It, you know, when my girlfriend and I have that place. By then, my wife and I would. I was going to ask. You still, it's still your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> your wife and you sharing that place. So I am married, and I am with my partner soulmate. Passionately in love with my partner. Yeah, passionately in love, and uh, creating media of all platforms, impacting these people. That's what you see. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So in my case, so today is Friday, November 3rd, 2027. And I have impacted over a billion people on the planet with a message of abundance and prosperity and how we could live an abundant and prosperous life. And that message has been transmitted through all media and all communication vehicles in many languages, over 25 languages. And so that's one thing that I know that that is. The other thing is that I am in the best health of my life. Mm. I, I will this, co-sign on that for you. Because this vehicle needs to be in top form. And by the way, I also put how old I'll be then. So in 10 years, I am 62 years hot. <laughs> awesome. 62 years old. I've impacted a billion people. I'm with, and I'm with my soulmate. And we're traveling the world, uh, impacting this message of abundance prosperity. And uh, what you hit on is so important. It's not just the goal that you want to hit. You need to know why why you want to do it you need right. to know what that's the whole reason we set goals right you don't it's the why it's yeah. the purpose and and when you have and i talk about this in a lot of podcasts that when you have a why when you have a purpose like my purpose is impact the planet because here's my my clarity like the buddhists say there's a beginning a middle and an end and sometimes we don't know where we are but there will be an end and at the end i want to know that i impacted the maximum number of people and that's, you know, that's really, and anything that comes along the way that I get to enjoy for the moment, any decoration or any houses or whatever, that's welcome. And I'm all about goals and I'm all about accomplishing the next thing. And, you know, but it's really about why. So we've set these awe-inspiring goals. And then you have to get to number seven, which is. <laughs> which is the, which is really the key. And that's persistence. And so persistence is most people are good at writing down goals, visualizing goals, and it goes into your laptop. And that was a nice, fun, exciting exercise. 
and we go back to autopilot. Do you find that people too think that they deserve to have the goal because they did the exercise and they wrote it down? And well, that they, they think don't, they already did it. Or, or th- th- there's that sense of entitlement that I don't have to work toward it. There's even, it's worse than that. They think they already have it because they wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wrote it down. Okay, I'm done. I got it. I'm going to be 62 years hot. I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. And now I'm going to sit here and eat these Krispy Kreme donuts. Like, right. Th- th- I'm going to go. I'm, I'm leaving you because I'm going to Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. Right. So what, what people don't realize is 10 years is today. 10 years happens now. And not only, and, I, and this I encourage people to do, not only do you want to create the goal, but you want to have integrity about it. And what's integrity? Being consistent and in excellence with your goal. So if you say you want to, you know, be healthy and fit, then you take the actions necessary and create the support necessary to get there. And so persistence is really about choosing the goal over and over and over. Just because I said I wanted it today doesn't mean I don't forget tomorrow. I need to choose it again, which is why having a vision board is important, which is why having it written down is important, which is why, you know, I'll jump to the 10th principle, surrounding myself with a team Mm, of support, mentors, coaches, people that are in the mindset of mine, the same mindset, lifestyle that want what I want. That's why having a team, that's why, you know, Lewis on his own was, is powerful. And so are you, but having a coach has somebody hold you accountable. Being held accountable is a critical piece of this because our limiting beliefs and our habits have spent way more time in our lives than this new mindset of positivity. And, you know, law of attraction and all the things that you want to use. And you never see your own blind spots. And you don't see yourself in the game. Mm. You know, Michael Jordan, one of the biggest athletes on the planet, credits everything to his coaches. He's like, the coach saw me in my game. Phil Jackson never played basketball better than Michael Jordan, but he could see what Michael couldn't on the court. Uh, Interesting um, fun fact. Michael Jordan at one time had seven different coaches working with him. Yeah, Seven. Working with him on different parts of the game. Because it's really, at the end of the day, life mastery requires that. And I coach lots of people every year, but I got my coach. I have somebody who I talk to, who I run things by, and who has me see my blind spots. And so part of the technology of success is to surround yourself, seek out mentors, people that are already where you want to be. Seek out coaches. Seek out people that will support you. Seek out uh, people that are in that game. Hire a life coach. Best investment that you could ever do. Listen to these podcasts. You know, it's funny. I think of my journey. I worked with a life coach right up until the point when I left my corporate job and started my business. And then I went right into scarcity mindset. I was like, well, I can't keep investing because I got to, you know, have this money while I build my business. And literally set me back eight months. Like it totally killed the growth and momentum. That's so funny you're saying that. I had a guy that could not afford me because I'm super expensive because I deserve it. (laughs) 62 years hot. You got to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fabulous is a full time job. (laughs) Literally could not afford me. And he's like, that's why I'm hiring you because I can't afford you. And I'm going to stick with you until you become petty cash to me. He took out a loan literally to hire me. Wow. Within two years, he was a millionaire. That gives me goosebumps because I just in July signed up for a mentorship program with my mentor 
that is literally worth more than my car that I bought in 2012. <laughs> and it's a nice car that I have, by the way. But I like people who would have saw me there signing the paperwork would have thought that I He's had completely gone crazy. I was shaking violently, oh, Chris, gosh. shaking. I thought I was going to throw up on the table. But I will tell you. Well, I love that. That's the level of that stakeness you want to have. I've made every penny of that back and more in less than 100 days. Of course days. you have. In of less course than you 100 have. days. It is so important. It is critical. So that's part of, you know, if you're truly committed, you want to become obsessed with your goal, a maniac on a mission with the result, a maniac on a mission, do whatever it takes, because most people bail when it gets uncomfortable. Most people bail when they don't have the time. They don't have the money. They don't feel like doing it anymore. They're not in love. So many people that are listening to us, like me, are kings of starting things and not completing them. This is always one of the beliefs I hear from people that I had a setback along the way. It's a sign it wasn't meant to be. That is the, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 that's such a, that's a victim's way out. It's a sign of it's not meant to be. And a leader interprets it as it's part of what I'm going to conquer. I, I say that setbacks are roadmaps. Mm. A setback is a roadmap that lets you know where to go. And so breakdown to me leads to breakthrough. And so when I see a breakdown, and I even talk about in this principle of persistence, how to turn a breakdown into a breakthrough, I go to th different steps. There's six steps that you use to turn any setback and turn it into a triumph. And basically, you see the blessing in the setback. See it as a teacher. Take responsibility for it and shift it. So when you are persistent and you've got somebody next to you supporting you, you're unstoppable. So principle number eight we already did seven and 10. Number eight is surrendering. And surrendering is about having faith. I was saving that. You're asking me about that yeah. earlier. Surrendering is trust the process. Whatever you're in, whether it's a financial transition, a business transition, a relationship transition, a health transition, trust the process. Because the opposite is to resist the process. Fear is the expectation that something's not going to work out. Fear is the expectation that there's going to be a negative outcome. Fear is the expectation that I'm not going to hit the goal. And faith is the knowing. It's that intuition. It's that inner knowing that I will pull through. Mm. And if you look within yourself in the most trying times of your lives, the most intense breakdowns, Yes, there's this loud negative conversation. But if you look deep in your heart, there's a part of you that says, I'm going to get through this. And so surrendering is don't resist change. Don't resist things that are out of your control. Mm -hmm. When you're in traffic, you're in traffic. You have choices. You could be in resistance and be pissed about the traffic and have a miserable time. Or you could turn up the radio and listen to your favorite podcast. Yeah, Life Amplified with Dan Mason. Hello. What a fabulous, wonderful podcast. Absolutely. Or you could listen to the music or you could listen to an audiobook, Or, you know, there's so many things you could do in traffic or say hello to the other passerbyers. And they'll think you're crazy, which will make it funner. Um, but it's all about redirecting energy surrendering is about being a jedi master of the energy and when the energy is negative and toxic and, and horrible or when change seems to be slow and it's not happening and you're not making the money and you're like oh my god how am i going to pay my bills and how am i going to do this surrender 
And surrender does not mean give up. Surrender means allow, trust, take a deep breath in, let it out, and have the conversation, the affirmation that this will turn out in a positive way. Surrendering is key. So we got nine of the 10. We're down to the 10th here. What is the, what? well, I guess the 10th would be surrounding yourself with positive people. And but- a team. But this is also, this is number nine, actually. Um, and this principle, and we'll finish the podcast with this one, is sourcing. What does that mean? That means tap into the power you have to attract what you want. Instead of trying to manipulate the universe to give you what you want, show up in the world, be the frequency, be the mindset, and by being that, trust that you will attract what you want. And so the conversation of sourcing is a responsibility-based conversation. And someone who's responsible has this belief, if it's to be, it's up to me. I have the power to create Mm. what I want, when I want, where I want. Believe it. So sourcing is about being accountable. Don't be a victim. Don't be complaining about how life has not dedicated itself to serving you. You get committed to creating the results that you want and have the consciousness that you have the power to create it. And also be clear if it's to be, it's up to me. And if it's to be, it's up to me isn't, isn't the only definition of responsibility. Yes, it's up to you. So you want to be happy, it's up to you. You want to lose weight, it's up to you. You want to have a relationship, it's up to you. You want world peace, it's up to you. I'm not saying it's the truth. It's just an attitude, an attitude to go through life that, yes, of course, world peace is up to everybody. But I have the attitude that it's up to me. So given it's up to me, I'm going to plant my world peace seeds wherever I go. If the relationship is going to work, it's up to me. Well, yeah, it's up to both of you to have the relationship work, but I'm going to have the attitude that it's up to me. Because then you're not waiting for your partner to change for the relationship to get better. Correct. You're not waiting for the world to change for you to have what you want. I always tell people, I wrote a piece about that for the Huffington Post, that idea of you want to make America great again. It starts with you. Make you yourself your, great. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. In your I agree. community, you go join the water board. Go join the school board. So it's many like, people <laughs> are blaming and you know giving. And when you blame somebody, by the way, you give your power away. And so when you take responsibility for everything, you start sourcing. The minute I took responsibility for my happiness, the minute I took responsibility for my dad leaving, the minute I took responsibility for being ripped off and cheated on, and and key not blame responsibility some of that stuff was my fault and some of it was not my fault but all of it is my responsibility whether I created it maybe I didn't but how I learn from it is also my responsibility and so responsibility is being clear that I am accountable and I'm response able for every situation that happens in my life and also I'm responsible for how I see things And given that, I'm going to choose to see things in a positive way. I feel like this one is such a perfect one to end on because if you can't master any other principle that we've talked about today, if you're starting with one, I feel like that is the starting point. It might be number nine, but I feel like it's the start. Each principle stands alone. Don't think you have to memorize all these principles to have abundance and prosperity in your life. Just start applying one at at a time. 
And if you want support, buy my book or obsessively listen to this podcast again <laughs> and share this with everyone you know. Please do. Uh, and speaking of the book, let's talk about it one more time. Ten Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. It is available on Amazon or you can get it on Chris Lee's Instagram account, which is Chris Motive Adore. You got it. And you could also follow me on Facebook, Chris Lee Motivational Trainer, and get information on my upcoming seminars and TV appearances. I'm going to be doing some stuff on the E! Channel, so you'll be seeing me pretty soon in many places. And I'm sure I'll be back, I hope, if I'm invited yes, back. Yes, I, I feel like we could do like I feel like we could do seven episodes I in a know. row. But uh, this has been so great. It means the world to me that you did this. Yeah, I, I told you earlier how much... Your thoughts and your words have inspired me along my journey, and I just wanted to share this with the people. Who I are appreciate you. You're wonderful. You're easy to talk to. You're authentic. You're real. What I appreciate about you is I could see that your heart is in the right place, and I have no doubt that you're going to be, and you already are, amazingly successful. I believe that too. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Chris Lee, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. I love the afternoon I spent with Chris, and I hope this interview provided value for you today. If so, share your aha moments and breakthroughs. Just screenshot this podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter, tell us your big takeaway, and be sure to tag Chris and I in the post so we can respond to you. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason, and you can find him once again at Chris Motivador. want to say hello to some people who checked in with us after last week's episodes. Aaron Cunningham said on Twitter, just listen to Life Amplified with Dan Mason and Mastin Kip. I now feel like I need to run out of my office, never look back, and find my purpose. Aaron, I love you for listening. Be sure to follow up and let us know how that's going for you. Christina McGuire said on Instagram, thank you, Elvis Duran, for introducing me to Life Amplified. This is an amazing new podcast, and it gave me exactly what I needed to hear today. Inspiration. She said she's going out to get Mastin's brand new book, Claim Your Power. If you're loving the podcast, please click follow on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to leave a review or a rating and share this with a friend. I want to get this message out to as many people as possible. I would love your help to do that. And you heard Chris and I talking at length about the value of coaching and mentorship and the role it's played in our success as well as the clients that we've worked with. Where is it that you would like to break through in 2018? How about you and I jump on the phone and talk about that? I'd love to offer you a complimentary 30-minute discovery call with me. All you have to do is go to my website and sign up for that while spots are available. You can go to creativesoulcoaching.net, creativesoulcoaching.net. While you're there, you can also sign up for free personal development training emails delivered to your inbox every week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on the negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can get out there and live life amplified. I'll talk to you next time.